what is up guys so today we are going to go over the second week of december that's the 11th through the 16th month themes will stay the same but real quick first i know we get a lot of questions about this recently the month or the year overview will be out by the time this video is out if you're wondering where it is it's probably in the group or in your email by now we got it a lot of questions about that but that's okay i know you guys want to see what we're up to next year we just all got together, the whole Level Method staff, so we got that year overview for programming put together for you guys. Just a quick up update, because I know most people don't stay to the end, so I thought I'd put it at the beginning. <clears throat> anyway, for week two of December, we have gymnastics as the electricity discipline, plumbing as the system, body weight as the virtuosity, girl workouts as the fun, and then upper body pull and rings as your assessments. So let's go ahead and see how that looks for this week we got our weighted pull-ups here on monday so we started the week or we started the month rather doing two weighted pull-ups with one fast pull-up now we're just doing sets of weighted pull-ups so more maximal weight less about the speed of the movement with that fast pull-up next week we'll go back to some fast reps with the weighted pull-ups and then we'll assess after that so just so you guys know where we're going with that i think it was different in the december overview but that's we just made the switch the decision because we do run the same pull-up cycle every time so it's nice to mix it up and add in some wrinkles like a conjugate-esque speed day if you will we also have deadlifts on thursday and then handstand push-ups on friday to round out the strength we also have slips here as well because we do have that gymnastics electricity discipline so just doubling down on all of the gymnastics stuff and then Helen, my very favorite workout or girl workout, not my very favorite workout. I could write something that I like more than that. But Helen is my favorite benchmark workout. You probably see this one pretty often in our programming. And that's why, because I love it. I think Nathan loves it as well. It's a very good example of pure aerobic power. If you were just in the energy system course, you know what I'm talking about now. But this is a super cool workout and you will continue to see it fairly regularly. We're not going to throw it at you every other month, but... Uh, at least twice a year <clears throat> and then the rings are also on that day so a little bit of rings practice leading up into our assessment in a couple weeks but let's go ahead and hop into monday check out monday real quick we got pull-ups of course on monday and then a one minute interval workout with some longer rests in between and we'll talk about why when we get there and then some durability and the extra credit but first, we will, of course, warm up. We got four rounds, 10 RDLs, 10 scat pull-ups, nice and slow, 10 ring rows, and then 30-second classic calf stretch on each side before we get into these pull-ups. We'll review pull-ups and lat activation, always hammering that lat activation so we can fire the right muscles and move the maximal amount of weight on the weighted pull-ups or build those lats up properly to get our first strict pull-up. So very important, we're hammering that. And then we have 15 minutes we got four sets of three weighted pull-ups building weight throughout for purple and brown at blue. We're accumulating four to six sets of two to four strict pull-ups plus three to five strict chin-ups. At orange, we're accumulating four to six sets of three to five pronated negatives at three to five seconds. At yellow, accumulating four to six sets of five to eight standing pull-ups plus 10 to 15 seconds of active dead hang. And then at white, we're accumulating four to six sets of five to eight standing pull-ups plus five to 10 seconds of active dead hang. So again, really focused on lat activation, especially during our sets and especially as the weight gets heavier 
for these later levels and as we get more tired for these earlier levels. We want to be really focused on maintaining that connection with the lat. We're not losing it because we're getting tired. So we don't prescribe rest for stuff like this for that reason. So rest as long as you need to feel that recovered, feel fully recovered or pretty fully recovered in the lats. Usually that's going to be maximum three minutes. So if you're going longer than three minutes, you're just wasting time. Should be less than three minutes and no less than one minute. So keep that in mind. We definitely want to make sure we're maintaining that connection and we're getting the most out of each of these sets. And then after that, we'll get into our workout prep and movement review. We have our clean progressions, of course. I'll move this over just so we have that five up there. Clean progressions, of course, for this because we do have power cleans in the workout. Then we'll build to our workout weight for this power output workout. Upper, the levels considerations are upper body pull and weightlifting. <clears throat> the goal here is 90 plus reps. And the workout is glass table. And we have four total reps in cals. And what we're going to start doing or what I want to test out, and you guys can let me know if you want me to change it back, is I'm just going to read the brown level, just the RX. The reason I did all the levels for the pull-up is because it varies quite a bit, right? But this is just the standard scale downs usually for this workout. And I, if there is a weird or unusual scaling for a certain energy system, then I will let you guys know. But that way, it's not a 40-minute video. We can get through this quicker and you guys still get all of the briefing and explanations for the workout. So again, this one is four total reps and cows. We got one minute of 10 or eight chest to bar pull-ups and then an AMRAP of power cleans at 135.95 with the remaining time. Then we'll rest 90 seconds. And then we have one minute of AMRAP, cal, air bike, or row. Rest 90 seconds for three total rounds. So that scales down with pull-ups, jumping chest to bars and jumping pull-ups, and then power cleans all the way down to Russian kettlebell swings at yellow and white air bike and row stayed the same. So with this one, the reason the rest is going to be more than the work is because it is a power output workout. So we're going to put out a ton of power. We're going to expend a ton of energy per minute, and we're going to need a little bit longer to recover and be able to put out that effort uh, one more time. <clears throat> and just so you know, the reason I'm coughing is because me and Nathan did a one minute AMRAP Cal air bike and we went 100% and that was yesterday. And I still have a little bit of that uh, lactic cough or Fran cough as they call it. So I'm a little messed up from that still. And to that point, we do not want to go 100% max effort on the on these these row or air bike bouts. For the first two rounds at least on the last one, you can lay it all out there. But for the first two, we're at about 90 to 95%. Leave a little bit in the tank. That way you're able to recover, come back and hit these pull-ups unbroken and then try to stay unbroken or consistently moving on the power clean. So ideally we're just hook gripping and going on those power cleans. But if you need to break them into singles, that's fine, but they better be very quick singles. Make sure you're sticking to this power output mindset. That way we're getting the most out of this minute. If you're kind of laxed with how you're going about your power cleans, you won't really get the, the intended stimulus. And then the, the 90 second rest will be far too long. Make sure you have that intensity in mind and looking to get uncomfortable the entire time. And then for the extra credit, we have our durability. We got four sets for quality, 20 seconds of Russian twists, 10 lateral med ball throws on the right side, and then we'll do the same thing on the left side. So Russian twists and then lateral throws on the left side. So real smooth and consistent Russian twists, maintaining tension and position on those, and then as explosive as you can on the lateral med ball throws. If you guys can't do lateral med ball throws, maybe you have people 
or neighbors on both sides and they don't want to hear the med ball slamming into the wall. You can do banded twists with a little bit of acceleration. So you can always switch those out, but med ball throws are a little bit more, are more preferable just because of the ability to throw and that acceleration is a little bit different than with the band where that tension raises as you move, right? As the farther it gets away from the source, the harder or the more weight is on the band rather. So just be careful with the acceleration on that, but you can still move pretty quick with the band if you needed to sub that out. So that'll do it for Monday. We'll get into Tuesday now. So Tuesday we have the slips session. So that is scales, L-sit, inversion, plank, and stretch. That is some classic OG CrossFit, like 20 years ago CrossFit, which is, in my opinion, the best stuff that CrossFit ever did. We like to include these foundational things in here as well. And then we have a pretty cool power building slash power output workout. So a little bit of what we did yesterday, but much, much less intense and a little more muscularly dominant. And then we have our mobility here to finish off. But of course, we will warm up. We got two minutes of air bike into six minutes of 30-second squat hold, five lateral lunges on each side, holding onto an upright as needed, and then 10 wall slides for those shoulders to get us prepared for slips and the workout. So we want to review and demo, go through all the movements. And then we have 20 minutes to rotate through 10 front to back scales, 15 seconds of L-sits, 15 seconds of freestanding handstands, 30 seconds of plank and 30 seconds of standing straddle. Front scales stay the same, L-sits turn into hollow holds, free handstands turn into handstands handstands against the wall and piked handstands. Uh, planks stay the same, standing straddle stays the same. So anytime we're doing slips, this is going to be all for quality. So we're not rushing through. We're not holding that L-sit super hard and losing position just to do an unbroken L-sit. Same thing with the free handstand. But really focused on quality and position and trying to improve that quality as we go through and rotate through. Particularly on the free handstand, this is going to be mostly practice. So we're just trying to accumulate 15 seconds of high-quality handstand or high-quality inversion. So if you have a really hard time with the free handstand, I would drop down to the wall handstand and just try to get the feet off the wall for around 15 seconds. With the L-sit, same thing. If you're feeling like you can't really hold that L-sit, you can always drop down to that hollow hold or bend the knees a little bit to make it easier. Again, we're just trying to improve over time and they don't need to be perfect right away. And after that slip session, we're going to move right into another gymnastics heavy portion here. We got pistols, ring dips, and row. So we're going to review pistols because that's what we do the least of. So we want to make sure we're hitting that education piece as best we can. And then we'll get into some handstand push-up, or actually that should be ring dip review. Ring dip review. Those handstand push-ups were taken out because we switched that to slips. So it should be ring dips. That's my bad. We always find something. And the system for this workout is power building and power output. So the power building has to do with the weighted pistol and the ring dips, and the power output has to do with that cow row, of course. Levels considerations are squat endurance and rings. The goal here is sub-13 minutes. The workout is circus tent. We have four time, four rounds, five weighted pistols each side, 10 ring dips, and then 15 or 12 cow row fast, resting two minutes in between those rounds. Weighted pistols go into pistols and then pistol variations, and then finally goblet squats and front step lunges. And ring dips go down to push-ups and box push-ups. Row stays the same. We just drop the calories. 
So although this is for time with these movements, particularly the pistol and the ring dip, we want to make sure we're still hitting high quality reps. So still take your time on those. Make sure we're moving very smoothly and consistently through those reps. We're not rushing, particularly on the ring dips. Whenever we're doing ring dips, we don't want to think how quickly can I move. It's how solid each rep can be. You'll save five seconds on 10 ring dips if you do them real fast, but you might hurt your shoulder or your elbows or your pecs. And we don't want to do that. And also you won't get the right contraction on that as well. So we want to really focus on tension as we go down a little kip and drive all the way to lockout. And then the row, we're approaching it similar to that one minute bike from the day before, but you have a little more room to push it because it's such a short distance. So you can crank that out. And then the two minute rest will be enough for you to get back to those pistols. But again, as we go, the first round is going to be perfectly fine. You're going to be fresh. Second, third, fourth round, very focused on quality reps throughout those. And then the extra credit, we got some mobility. We got two minutes of rowing and then four minutes seated straddle and a three-minute couch stretch on each side for three rounds or whatever you have time for. And, of course, you can slot in any positions that you need that you're feeling throughout your body to get you through the rest of the week. And that will do it for Tuesday. We are moving right along into Wednesday here. So Wednesday... We have a pretty cool workout with med ball cleans, burpee box jumps, and GHG sit-ups. A nice chipper. We don't do chippers a lot, but this one's a nice pyramid chipper with some, I think they're cool movements, but some members might disagree. And then some shoulder accessory after that. But first, we will warm up. We got 5, 10, 15, 20 box push-ups, Kang squats, and sit-ups before we get into our workout prep and movement review, starting with some med ball clean practice. This is one of my favorite things to teach and to help people understand and get a good grasp of because it leads right into Olympic weightlifting in a big way, especially with that triple extension and the speed dropping down under the ball. So super important that we hammer these techniques and get that coordination down. And just real quick with the med ball sumo deadlifts, I just mean that we're going to grab the ball and pull it up like a deadlift, like we would for the med ball clean. And technically, because the weight's between our feet, it's a sumo, but that doesn't mean we need to go super wide, right? So keep that in mind. It's not super wide. We're at our med ball clean stance, and we're just doing the first portion of the sumo deadlifts, and then that leads into the jump and shrug, of course. So after we get those med ball cleans nice and coached up, we're going to get into our breathe and burn workout levels. Considerations are weightlifting, API, neurological, and core. Just core on this one. The workout is... I think I said it was a breathe and burn already. The goal here is sub 19 and the workout is dropping the ball. And we have four time, 30 med ball cleans at 20 and 14, 40 burpee box jumps at 24 and 20, 50 GHG sit-ups, 40 burpee box jumps at 24 and 20, and 30 med ball cleans. So that scales down with weight on the med ball cleans. Burpee box jumps turn into bodybuilder variations with step-ups and box jumps. GHG sit-ups go to med ball sit-ups and anchored sit-ups. And then it's the same back through, right? So with this workout, you're going to be able to start pretty quick, but we want to slow ourselves down a little bit with those med ball cleans. Make sure we're hitting 30 real solid, clean, and crisp med ball cleans, especially coming out of the gate. They should look textbook. We should be able to show this at a CrossFit level one. And then we get into those burpee box jumps, maintaining that smooth, consistent pace. 40 is a lot, so I would probably do 10 reps, take a couple deep breaths, 10 reps, a couple deep breaths, or you could do 20 and 20. But don't try to move straight through super quick. You can go 40 straight through at a super steady pace, but it will help, especially with 40 reps, 
to break things up into smaller chunks. So however you want to do that to keep things moving, then do that. And with the GHG sit-ups, same thing, but we can hit bigger sets here. I would probably go 20, 20, 10 or 25 and 25. Same with the med ball sit-ups, just so we're not holding tension in the core for such a long time. That will be very detrimental to the rest of the workout. Definitely the burpee box jumps, right? Imagine doing 50 straight through GHG sit-ups and then going into burpees. Not a fun time. You can already feel it, I'm sure, as you're thinking about it. I definitely can. My hip flexor twitched a little bit. Make sure we're cautious with those GHG sit-ups, even if you have to break them up into quick sets of 10 just to let those hip flexors and let your core relax a little bit. That's totally fine. Again, with a chipper, it's about keeping things moving and never hitting a wall. And then as we go back through, we're trying to maintain that pace on the burpee box jumps. Same approach as the first set. And then the big challenge is going to be making those med ball cleans level one teachable at the very bottom, right? So that's our big goal is to come down to those med ball cleans. We're tired out of breath, our core hurts, but we're still level one CrossFit quality on those med ball cleans. And then with the accessory, we got four sets for quality, 10 prisoner rotations, 10 banded external rotations each side, and then 10 power raises on each side. That's going to be the same for everyone. And like with all of our accessory, the focus is always quality. So make sure the weight is appropriate or the band weight rather is appropriate for the external rotations and the dumbbell weight for the power raise is appropriate so we can run through full range of motion at a smooth tempo and activate the correct muscles. And then for the extra credit, we have some durability. We have very simple 400 meter farmer's carry. That is two kettlebells or two dumbbells, and they need to be as heavy as possible where you can at least go 100 meters at a time or at least 100 meters from the jump and hopefully maintain that throughout. So we're really focusing on maintaining core tension, keeping that spine nice and neutral, and of course challenging the grip throughout that. And that will do it for Wednesday. Moving right along into Thursday, we have those deadlifts. And then we have Helen, again, my favorite benchmark workout, and then some rings at the end of the session just to get us prepared for that assessment at the end of the month. But first we will warm up. We got three rounds, 12 body weight good mornings. You can put a barbell on your back after the first round if you really wanna get a nice contraction in those glutes and hamstrings. And then 10 dead bugs. Then we'll go into three rounds of eight ring scat pulls and 20 seconds of lizard stretch on each side before we get to those deadlifts. We'll review deadlifts then build to initial weight because we have an every two minute on the minute for six rounds. So we wanna to get to a moderate weight to start. Blue, purple, and brown will be doing five deadlifts building throughout. Yellow and orange just doing five deadlifts. They can keep it the same and work on technique. They can add weight as they go, but technique is the focus. And then at white, we have eight kettlebell deadlifts. And again, they can stick to one weight and just focus on contraction and consistent movement. So we want blue, purple, and brown to build to something heavy, something challenging, but not something that completely wrecks their technique on that last set. So technique is always at the forefront of our mind. And then from there, we can add weight slowly and conservatively. And then after that, we'll get into our workout prep and movement review for Helen. We have review and practice pull-ups to start, of course, and then review American kettlebell swings after that. This workout is, of course, as I mentioned, a heavy breathing aerobic power workout. The levels considerations are upper body pull and kettlebell. The goal is sub-11. The workout is Helen, and we have four time. Three rounds, 400-meter run, 21 American kettlebell swings at 53 and 35, and 12 pull-ups. As we drop that down, the run stays the same until white, 
American kettlebell swings, drop and weight, and then turn into Russian kettlebell swings. And then we go from pull-ups to jumping chest to bars to jumping pull-ups. So again, very heavy on the aerobic, very heavy breathing throughout. That's why the system's called heavy breathing. And we want our effort to reflect that. So right off the bat, we're at a pretty brisk pace on that run. But keeping in mind that we do have to come right inside, hit those American kettlebell swings, hit those pull-ups unbroken. So not sprinting that 400, because if you sprint, you'll be done. But a nice brisk breathing pace, right inside, super crisp, unbroken American kettlebell swings, couple deep breaths, right into some crisp, unbroken pull-ups. And then we're repeating that three times at that same effort, quality, and with increasing discomfort. So expect this at the end to almost feel like a lactic tolerance workout. We want to get there by the third round, but we want to hold ourselves off until that final round, right? If you're starting to feel that in the second round, you're going to have a real sad time. So adjust your pace very quickly. If you feel that happening, take a couple deep breaths, slow yourself down. Even if you have to break your pull-ups or kettlebell swings, it's better to break and then save yourself and stay in that heavy breathing system throughout than to push through and hit your limit or hit your wall to start that third round. And then moving on to our extra credit, we have our rings session here. We got four sets, five weighted ring dips, resting as needed in between. That should be building throughout to something challenging. Or we're at 15 to 20 seconds jump to support on the rings or 15 to 20 second jump to support on boxes. You can do regular ring dips here as well. They don't have to be weighted if you're in the blue-ish area transitioning into weighted ring dips. But if you are transitioning into weighted ring dips, you should give it a shot. Even if it's just a five-pound plate between your legs, it's still something, and you'll get an idea of how that is going to feel. And it helps you with the balance as well because the balance does get thrown off if you have something hanging uh, between your legs for weight with that dip belt. And that will do it for Thursday. We'll move into Friday. We have our handstand push-ups. Again, leaning into that gymnastics electricity discipline. And then we have a very lovely named workout I would say I'm very proud of this one with some double unders push-ups ab mat sit-ups dumbbell push press and some more ab mat sit-ups and then we'll finish with some durability but first we will warm up we got eight minutes 10 dumbbell presses on each side 15 second of dead hang completely relaxed at the bottom 20 seconds of bent hollow hold and then a 20 second classic tricep and lat stretch on each side and that will lead us right into our handstand push-up session We'll review inversion and handstand push-ups, so just make sure everyone is comfortable upside down or as comfortable as possible. Even if they're doing dumbbell press, we still want to introduce that stimulus. And then we have 15 minutes to accumulate four to six sets of four to th four and three, four or three strict handstand push-ups plus 12 piked handstand push-ups. So getting that super strong, hard contraction on the strict handstand push-ups and then burning it out, getting those lighter contractions on the piked handstand push-ups to build those upper body pushing muscles. At blue and purple, we're accumulating sets of 8 to 12 piked handstand push-ups, yellow and orange, 8 to 12 dumbbell press, accumulating sets of that is white as well. So dumbbell presses for white, yellow, and orange, and then piked handstand push-ups and strict handstand push-ups from there. So again, very important that we're comfortable upside down, and from there, making sure press mechanics stay exactly the same as if we had a barbell or dumbbells in our hand. Pressing mechanics don't change just because we're inverted. So really hammer that. Make sure people are still locking out fully with their head through. I'm sure that's something you see a lot. I've seen that a lot where people press and keep looking at the ground, especially with the piked handstand push-ups. 
We don't want to overly arch the back. It'll turn into just like a messed up weird push-up. So we want to make sure the head stays vertical and we're pushing through all the way and getting into that overhead position. And then after that, we'll get into our workout prep and movement review. We'll review single arm dumbbell push press because that is the most difficult movement in this workout, especially with the at mat sit-ups added in. So making sure we're emphasizing that stable core and neutral spine and also smooth leg drive. And that will lead us into our breathe and burn workout levels. Considerations are upper body push and neurological and core. The goal here is four plus rounds and the workout is cat's meow. My favorite named workout of the week. And it's an 18 minute AMRAP of 200 double unders off the top. And in remaining time, 12 push-ups, 15 ab mat sit-ups, 16 single arm dumbbell push press at 1535 and 15 ab mat sit-ups. As we scale down, double unders will drop into single unders. Push-ups go to box push-ups, ab mat sit-ups will drop in reps, single arm dumbbell push press will drop in weight, and then that second set of ab mat push-ups will, will mimic the first. So this one is all about managing fatigue, especially in the upper body with this one, and maintaining intensity, right? Because we do want to hit that breathe portion of the breathe and burn, and if we extended this out, if we added a bunch more letters, so we have ventilation plumbing, it would be plumbing after that, because it is a lot of plumbing, but because of the reps... And because of the intensity of the movements, we're able to raise the heart rate, keep the breathing up all well, getting that nice burn in the muscle. So double unders, we'd like these to be unbroken. If you do break, get right back into it. I wouldn't break this up into sets because we're just doing one set, right? We don't need to worry about coming back around to them. We don't need to worry too much about our calves or feet after that until the single arm dumbbell push press. But again, mostly tertiary. And you will feel the fatigue from it, but if you go unbroken, it's not like you won't be able to do the rest of the movements. Push-ups should stay unbroken. Ab mat sit-ups should stay unbroken and quick. And then single arm dumbbell push press, we're switching at the eighth rep. Or you could do all 16 on one side, then the next round, all 16 on the other. And then maintaining that brisk pace through the ab mat sit-ups. But again, don't rush your first few rounds. Don't build up that upper body push fatigue too quickly. Gauge how you feel after the second round, and then you can adjust your pace so that we're able to, again, maintain that breathing pace without completely burning out those upper body pushing muscles. And then to finish off, we got some durability. We got four sets for quality, 30 seconds of bicycle crunches, 30 seconds of bent hollow rocks, and then 12 to 15 tuck-ups. So making sure this is all for quality, we're maintaining good position on both the bicycle crunches and the bent hollow rocks. On the bicycle crunches, people tend to try to do them as fast as they can. We really want to focus on that smooth rotation, so don't just barely move your elbows back and forth and meet them with your knees. want to have good movement. Think a little like Russian twists with that torso. And then same thing with the Ben Hollow Rocks. Real slow, short rocks. And then finishing off with some tight tuck-ups. And that will do it for Friday. We're moving right along into Saturday, and it doesn't look like we're saving too much time <laughs> not reading out all the levels, but that's okay. I think I'm being a little more thorough with the workout explanation, so I think that's more valuable anyway. But anyway, getting into Saturday, we have one long, not that long, just one nice workout. It looks long because of the reps, but it really should only take about 16 minutes. And then we have some accessory. It's going to be body bodybuilding accessory with barbell rows and banded curls, and we'll finish with some more durability some prehab type stuff after that and we do have a cool little wrinkle with our shuttle runs today but first we will warm up we got three rounds 16 shoulder taps eight bodybuilders 
increasing pace with each round on those bodybuilders, not the shoulder taps, just the bodybuilders. And then we got three rounds, 12 med ball squats, adding weight as needed. I'm sure most of you might just start with a 20 and 14, but if you start with a 10 and 4, you can grab that 20 and 14 as well. And then into 12 bird dogs before the workout prep and movement review. We're going to review wall balls and bodybuilder efficiency. So going through wall ball progressions and then into bodybuilders with a three second pause in that plank position just to make sure we're hitting that position nice and solid. A lot of times when we do bodybuilders, especially when people get tired, the hips drop down towards the floor and we don't want to do that. We want to hit in a solid plank position at the bottom of every bodybuilder. And that'll lead us right into this breathe and burn workout levels considerations are API and that's it. And the goal here is sub 16. The workouts trickle down and we have four time 21, 18, 15, 12, 9, 6, 3 of wall balls at 20 and 14 bodybuilders and then a hundred foot forward and back shuttle run. That is going to be the same for purple. And then as we go down, we cut out the round of 21 for the rest of the levels. Wall ball weight will drop. Bodybuilders stay the same. And then we ha we ditch the rep scheme for white, and we just have five rounds of med ball squats, bodybuilders, and shuttle run. So with the forward and back shuttle run, first of all, it's going to be 25 me feet, not meters, 25 feet out, and then you're going to back pedal 25 feet back for a total of 100 feet. So that's there and back twice. So just a little wrinkle here just to hit the quads a little bit extra with that back pedal. And this goes without saying, but Take your time on the back pedal. We should be moving smooth through it and continuously, but don't try to rush that back pedal. You will fall over. You're only going to hit your butt probably. It's not a big deal, but it will be demoralizing. We don't want to do that. But right off the top, wall balls should be unbroken throughout, unbroken and smooth. Same thing with the bodybuilders, just straight through and smooth. And then we catch our breath just a little bit. That's also a benefit of this forward and back is that you have to slow yourself down. We can catch our breath a little bit, still getting that burn in the quads from the back pedal, and then we're right back into the wall balls for another unbroken set. And we just want to keep up that same tempo, same pace. Once we get to the 9.63, we can pick up the pace on the bodybuilders and wall balls. But again, as you get tired, be very cautious on those back pedals and keep it moving. And then we'll move into our accessory, our bodybuilding accessory. we got three sets, 20 barbell rows with a nice squeeze at the top into AMRAP banded curls, resting as needed in between sets to keep quality high. And again, we talked about that. No less than one minute, no more than three minutes. As we go down, we drop the barbell row rep, reps to 15 for white and yellow, and weight should reflect the level after that. So expect browns to do quite a bit more than the orange, although they're doing the same exact workout or same exact bodybuilding session here. And then extra credit to finish off the week, we have some durability, mostly prehab here. We got four rounds for quality, five Jefferson curls, 10 clamshells, and 20 kettlebell dead bugs. All four quality, four quality, can't bold that enough. For the Jefferson curls, start with no weight. If you're very proficient at Jefferson curls, you have the mobility and flexibility. You can add some weight, but keep it nice and smooth. Clamshells. This one's a little tricky for a lot of people, so don't just throw a band on right away. I would make sure that the hips are stacked. We're only abducting the top leg, right? We're not shifting the hips, just pushing that knee out as far as we can. Big squeeze at the top and back down. You will be surprised, even as coaches and owners, I myself find myself surprised uh, 
when I'm doing these without a band. If you do these correctly and really focus on that contraction, you won't even need any resistance. Just that focus contraction is enough. And then with the kettlebell dead bug, make sure that we're moving nice and smooth. Don't grab the heaviest kettlebell possible for this. Just something that challenges the position a little bit. And that will do it for week two of December. Of course, we have our appendix at the bottom. All the things you need to know, including ring row standards and warm-up games, if you want to add those in, all down here in the appendix. If you want to be a part of the think tank, a little more input into how the programming looks and how the programming weeks flow, you can let us know. We'll add you to that group. We're always trying to cycle through people. I say that all the time. The more eyes and the more opinions we can get, the better. I'd rather have all you guys come in here and pick everything apart so that we know we're not missing anything. So please, if you have input every week in your head that you are always thinking, just let us know. We'll add you to the group and you can tell us directly and we can have a conversation about it. That way we can either explain why we're not doing something or maybe you'll give us some insight. More likely than not, you'll give us some insight. It's very nice to have as many opinions and as many eyes on the program as possible. And I think that is it. Again, the yearly overview should be out already, so look for that if you are trying to plan out your year for next year. But other than that, I think we are good. So any questions, comments, and concerns, please let me know. Otherwise, I will talk to you next time.